that one. Love it. Hey, welcome to Booze, Boobs, and Blood podcast. Your horror mover, horror mover? And for all your horror mover needs. Do you want to hoover it up? Hoover. Hoover. Hoover it. Nobody does it like you. <laughs> Nobody does it Um Every time I think of Hoover it, I think of, oh, you've not seen She's All That. Never mind. And I won't. I'm sorry. Hoover it. Hoover <laughs> nobody. <laughs> we are not drunk, guys. That's what this is. We're trying to get That's our That's what's so sad. Up. We're really not. Yeah, we're trying to get up. We need some uppers. Anybody have suggestions? Oh, too bad Judy Girl is dead. Ah, man. Damn it. <laughs> Could get a few tips. Yeah, anyway, skits off of her. We're, <laughs> we're your, horror, your humble horror movie podcast where we watch uh, the horror movies so you don't have to. And God, we... we the ooh. ones you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants thank to. Thank us for this. Fucking thank us for this because Dude. you don't have to watch this garbage. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm Ween. I'm Ray. And I guess welcome. we should have said that earlier. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. We're still figuring out how to do, do things. an intro, if at and all. And outro, but we'll figure that out some. We'll, and, and a Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> goop. Um, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Fuck her and her stupid website. Anyhow. Ugh, it just grosses me out. She's got a candle that smells like vagina. Several. God. You, could, you could get it customized. Can't of your own vagina smell? Of your own goop. <laughs> you know, did I ever tell you... Boop, boop. Did I tell you that I worked with her aunt? What? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> side tangent. Um, like sister of Blythe Danner? Yeah, Dorothy. <gasps> yeah, I worked with Dorothy. Before. Oh my gosh. So, when I was in school, um, uh, I was a voice major. Fuck Gwyneth Boucher, I love Blythe Danner. Well, and Dorothy's amazing. Ugh. Dottie, yeah. Um, so, or Dot. Um, so, in school, uh, I was a voice major. <laughs> her friends call her Dot. <laughs> no, I wasn't her, like, no, it's, this is, like, probably the worst way for her to know me. This is, I mean, not the worst way, but, I, okay, we just, yes. anyhow, she was coming in to direct, she directed one of the operas when I was in school. Really? Yeah, she wow. did, like, we were doing, like, a world premiere of an opera, so she was, they oh, brought cool. her come in. She's fantastic, she's really, just down-to-earth, nice lady, um, but <laughs> she remembers me as the person who didn't know left from right, so there you go. Oh, Yeah, she's wow. like, oh, Ray. <laughs> Do you not know which way you're going? I'm like, I no, I don't. Okay, I mean, and then she sucked me. I'm also extremely afraid of heights. Like I'm horribly afraid of heights. Really? Yeah, I'll ride roller coasters and shit. What the? But fuck? I, but you get me up on a ladder, I lose my mind. I think it's because oh. I'm like, stu- I'm like, I no, I can't really fall out of a, you know, okay, and I'm you're restrained. Yeah, yeah. And like it's to been get tested and tested and tested. A tall building. Yeah. Like the roof? Nope. Because yeah. the the. I have a fear of somebody coming and pushing me. Yeah. I'm oh. falling. Yeah. It's like anything. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm a weird person. Anyhow. So Ooh. knowing this, they stick me up on these two parapets, like one of them uh, yeah. that's coming off of the set to just walk back and forth. Nothing on the sides of me. Cool. And I'm like, I, each time I'm having a mini panic attack in my head. So oh, I'm not trying to like, gosh. I'm not remembering stage directions because yeah. I'm having a fucking panic attack. <laughs> but she was nice anyhow. But that's, yeah, I remember Dottie. She was great too. Great director. I mean, 
got what she wanted and yeah, yeah. that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah. that's a cool story cool hey. story bro <laughs> hey, no problem <laughs> yeah, um that's amazing hey ween uh, ray <gasps> totally um what totally to- i love you when you say it totally totally what tickled your pickle this week well i'll tell you <laughs> okay i'm hoping you will i'm okay so i'm exhausted today i am super tired but i had an uh one thing after another this weekend and the it good was, things and yes um every other friday we play D D. um and then the next day, yesterday, we did an all-day bachelorette party. Oh, fun! For a friend of mine that's getting married, yay! And it was like mixed company, so it wasn't a you know. Yeah, there was like there was girls. no penis necklaces. None of that. Thank God. No, and this is her. Can second. we quit that? Can we stop that? I just I don't like that. No. I mean, we still did some things like uh, one of the uh, one of the girls made her. A little crown with a veil. Oh, and, that's cute. You know, that had lights on it or something. Oh, like well, that. that's yeah. But the, it was the, fine. the penis paraphernalia, and like a lay or something, yeah, like a feather boa, whatever. Do you guys go out places? So here's what we did. Oh, I'm excited. Um, okay. We met up in downtown Cleveland uh-huh. in the afternoon, like mm-hmm. just afternoon. Um, and we did this. Uh, there's an app called Goose Chase. Ooh. And that you can sign up for. Like wild Goose Chase. Yes. Okay. And. Basically, it's kind of a, like, um, you sign up to do a scavenger hunt. Oh, okay. What what they call a scavenger hunt. And what it is, really, is they have these little clues that are somewhat riddles, but they're very, like, obvious things that anybody has in any city. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Like, uh, I'm usually made of brick and mortar and sometimes painted orange, but sometimes red and, like, you just find a brick wall. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then... Um, or if I find a light and then pose underneath it like you have an idea and send this picture. So you take either a video or a picture by these things, you like know, a fire hydrant mm-hmm. or a city bench or something That's like fun. like jump on the bench and act like you're surfing and send mm-hmm. us a picture and then go to the next thing. Disney does that now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's different places for you can go and you can actually, it's like a like scavenger hunt. You go yeah. and you take your picture by certain points in the park yeah Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. did that for hours and like what we would do is kind of like do it until the next bar that we wanted to go into yeah because you know it's not like a timed thing yeah and it was a really great thing for there was like uh 10 of us Mm -hmm. nine of us and guys and girls guys and girls fun so first of all amazing so my boyfriend went with me with me yesterday and because um, actually, the bride is how we met. Oh, okay. So, like, we went to a bunch of bars to, in downtown Cleveland, and I haven't been um, to I haven't been walking around downtown mm-hmm. in a long time, and that's really the best mm-hmm. way to find things. Yeah. And there's this place called Indie on East Fourth in Cleveland that makes amazing cocktails. Amazing. Even their fucking French fries were outstanding. <laughs> like outstanding my boyfriend had this drink um called kissing the beehive are you ready for this i'm ready it had peloton mezcal Mm. honey lime grapefruit house habanero syrup ooh, and citrus jalapeno salt rim 
Oh, that's right. He likes hot stuff. He likes hot stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, so I suggested it. But he's like, no, you got to try this. The the Their house habanero syrup, it wasn't like hot, hot. It was like smoke. It made it Ooh, smoky. Smoky. Mm-hmm. With the grapefruit. It, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I want to go back just to have that. Oh, it that was sounds delicious. delicious. It was so good. Did you guys get to the place that we used to, used to be a bank? There's like a speakeasy. Society? Maybe. We got to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that place yeah. is great. Their drinks there are good too. Oh, yeah. They are excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we met up at, um, after we kind of, you know, did that all day, then we met up in downtown Willoughby mm-hmm. at Wessels, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. new mixology bar. Mm-hmm. It used to be Cork's Wine Bar. Right. You, we were talking about it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were the... <laughs> The one of the owners is a quote cocktailist. Um, so am I. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you should meet. Um, and I mean, I, I, that's my undergrad was in cocktailogy. Cocktailogy. Yeah. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. 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 Um. But yes, the but it's a new like mixology bar mm-hmm. in downtown Willoughby, in historic downtown Willoughby, and it they have some fantastic drinks. Really? Oh yeah, um, hooray for mixology coming closer to the east side. Yeah, you know, little homegrown kind of homegrown. But they have um, these. So there's the main bar. And then there are two rooms that they have. One is a small room in the back, which is what we rented. And eventually, they, they said their plan was to change that barn door into what will look like a, a big picture frame mm. that you just move aside. And then there's like, like a, you know, set like up a like speakeasy. a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that's <clears throat> the that's a room next to it that's the full length of the bar next to it, mm-hmm. it the door they made out of bookshelves. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Like, so cool. and it's styled that way, like mm-hmm. a lot darker and like kept, we tried to find some reclaimed furniture and mwah, very, very good. Awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. I love it. And now, I'm, but we walked around all day and <laughs> we drank all day mm-hmm. You know, even though it was spaced out right. and, and we didn't go too crazy, which was actually kind of nice. Like, not, we're all grown ups, and this is her second marriage. So, mm-hmm. like, the, you know. Just having a nice time out with your yeah. friends. Yeah. The, and the scavenger hunt was a nice, like, icebreaker thing to get to know people you didn't know. Right, so right. So, it was like a perfect afternoon and a great evening. Mm-hmm. We had food and more drinks, and it was great. That's awesome. What about you, Miss Ray? Well, we had, so on CLBC, we have done, it's New Authors Month, or not New Authors, Authors You Should Know, that's what we're calling it. So it's some of the smaller authors that, like, we have found that we, they don't get the the props that they deserve. Nice. Because you hear about so many books that you're like, this is garbage. And it's Uh, like, it's, I mean... We read one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. It wasn't garbage. I shouldn't say that. It just wasn't great. And yet the author has, has like a big following. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, why? And she's making a ton of money. And I don't get it. I don't get it either. When this book that we did this past week, I, I love this author. I mean, I love I love Becca Mack, who we did the year the week before, or the episode before. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I found her also. Um, and so it, I just, it's... 
it's a Robin Hood. It was a Robin Hood ooh, ooh, um, hot, retelling. Hot. Steamy steampunk. Set in, like, she was explaining, because I was like, it's like kind of, she said, like, Gilded Age Victorian times. Ew. But, like, like, photo, like photography and motor cars and stuff like Ew. that. But there's, like, a medieval bend to it. Bondage. Wow. Oh. Uh, a scene that is, what? Something <laughs> I, you would see on porn. Wow. Yeah, I was All like, right. I can't. Like, oh, but anyhow, so we, we talked with her last night, and she's so funny. Like, she's, um, like, I'm excited, to, you know, to, and she's going to, you know, Veronica and she hit it off, too. So they're going nice. to do, like, writer stuff together. And yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So that'll be coming up on Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was a nice conversation. It was really, it was, it, you know, and we were her bright spot for the week. So, oh my gosh, that's so great! Yeah, yeah, we've I, oh. I had some really awesome in uh, interactions. We had a, I had a um, I did a review of a whew, uh, <laughs> talk about steamy steam book, steam, Ooh. steamy steam, steam book, and it's the second I, I reviewed the first one too, and the the author loved it so much that yeah. she actually sent me the new book already. Really? Yeah. As You're a, saying. Yeah, yeah. Even even that, it's like her first draft. Wow. Yeah, and she. I'll just. I'll show you the TikTok that she made about me, about my my review. Yeah, yeah. So the one that we we interviewed last night, her name's S. L. Prater, um, and the book, the author before was Becca Mack, and then the one that I was having the the TikTok with it. Her her name is E. L. Coslo, and um, yeah, the one that she sent me is, ho ho. There is. There is a lot of bondage. There's also pegging in it. There's also like, yeah, there's squirting. There's, <laughs> but at the same time, like the story. My jaw is on the table. <laughs> the story itself is good. That's like, it's not just ah. smut. Like there's an actual story that's built in it that like, you know, it's not just plot for, you know, smut for smut's sake. So, yeah. That's amazing. It's, it was, it's, it's, I, that's one thing I have to say about podcasts. Like, you know. We get to meet amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And make nice friends. Totally. But all the, like, from what you've told me, all the authors you've gotten to interview so far have been just really incredible people and, like... Nice. Super nice, like, people that, you know... Good sense of humor and... Yeah. You kind of got to in that bit. Right? Right. Well, and and everybody that we talk to usually, like, either say we want them back on at some point. Yeah. Or, you know, or just like. Because I've listened to a couple that we had people on. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, just like last night, we ended up, like, turning it off and sitting and talking for another, like, hour. Yeah. Just shooting the shit. All right. We're going to talk about some shit now. Oh, boy. Guys, we're going to talk tonight about. Oh, Texas Chainsaw. We're almost done, guys. We're almost fucking done. Texas I know. We're Chainsaw so is- close. We're, we're so, so close. close. There- we, can- we can feel it. To taste We've it. We've got like two more and then the new series. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a series or a movie? It's a movie. Thank God, because yeah. I can't and do it. It didn't get good reviews, show. so we're... Yeah, no. God, no. Um, yeah, so- and it has gotten good reviews. No, it so hasn't really- gotten good reviews. It hasn't? No. Oh, motherfuck. I know. So we're doing I tonight <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation, parentheses, the new batch. <laughs> <laughs> and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Or the origins. Begin at the beginning. <sighs> Which is really just, yeah, anyway. Uh, but we'll talk. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have a quick breaky poo. Yeah. 
Little breaky, little breaky for us. Little breaky. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in two and. So. <laughs> Not even we're back. Let's fucking do this. We are back. Uh huh. <clears throat> and we're on to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, 1994. But I've seen it 95, 96. I don't know what the heck is up with that. Well, in the movie, they said it was 1996. On IMDb, it says it's 1984. Like, they give the timestamp or the date of being 1996. But then, I mean, we, no we, can, we can get into it, but those clothes weren't even from 1990. No, anything. they were not. This movie didn't know what it was. Boy. Well, although in rural Texas, don't know mm. what the dress is. Because they were pretty late 80s looking. Those were real late 80s looking. Yeah. Almost the point where Renee Zellweger's almost looked like they were like... Well, Renee... I'll get in. We'll get into it. But Renee Zellweger's wearing two different dresses. It's hilarious. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I wasn't paying that much attention. I apparently was. (laughs) I'm excited now. So, whichever date this was. (laughs) This is a fucking mess, guys. Well, although... It's a big old mess. I have in my notes at some point, is this a parody? Is this satire? Okay. Well, that forgives it slightly. I think it is. There is... Um, okay. So... Okay. Intended by writer, producer, director Kim Henkel to be the real sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The characters of Velmer and W.E. are intended to be the hitchhiker and cook characters from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Jim Cito was actually approached prize this role but he couldn't um well, at, that, at that point i think he was he was on mm-hmm. his years and i think mm-hmm. he was kind of over it yeah i think so too i mean because he died in 2003 i yeah. think maybe a little later than that um okay in a 1996 release documentary on the making of this movie, Kim Kim Hinkle now remind reminder guys Kim Hinkle wrote Texas Chainsaw yeah right help write to, with Toby Hooper mm-hmm. help write the OG mm-hmm. the original Texas Chancellor Massacre. And two, I think. Yeah. And two. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, they were pretty, both of them were pretty heavily involved with all the sequels. Pretty much. Pretty much. At least somehow had a hand in them, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Either being a producer or something. Yeah. Probably trying to get that all that fucking money they didn't get. Well, true. Um, That's fair. Right. They really got fucked over. Yeah, they did. Kim Hinkle stated that he wrote the characters exaggerated cartoonish characters caricatures of quintessential american youth hinkle cited the murder cases of several serial killers ed gein and elmer wayne henley i don't think i know that one as influences on his involvement on the movie and the uh, and texas chase on massacre okay i don't get this one i do not agree hinkle also deliberately wrote themes of female empowerment into the scream specifically in the jenny character it's her story it's about her transformation her refusal to shut up, to be silenced, to be victimized. And by her extension, her refusal to be oppressed. I mean, I guess I can kind of see that. Okay. Okay. I'm, I, I get I, But yeah. definitely not the other one. Oh, Heather? Not the other girl. No. Heather's... Oh. Besides being a horrible actress, the d- dialogue is... Everybody's a bad actor in this. Even Renee Zellweger. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get to fucking... We'll, we'll get to it. Oh, Matthew McConaughey, oh. who's having, like, I don't know what the fuck was happening with him. 
I didn't know. It was he. Uh, he must have been given all. He, well, he was making hit, playing the bongo, smoking weed during this time. I think Jesus. I don't know. I think people go back and forth. People love. You either love or you hate Matthew McConaughey. And yeah, he's done some really shitty things recently. So I'm like, yeah, and I'm kind of like, he thinks he's God's gift to acting. I don't know. I just don't. Which he he really went for it. In all fairness, he went, he really went for it. He did. He did. I mean, all in. he didn't he didn't phone it in for at no, all. No, no, no. So there's a there is a <laughs> there's a um, this movie's overt overt references to cross dressing in the Leatherface character in here, and um, it's it was kind of addressed a little bit. It's touched on a little bit in the OG, but this is like eleven. Up to eleven in this one, the cross dressing, Leatherface, because in the OG he put makes he puts makeup on it. I know, um, but I didn't get that. In this one, he was wearing a dress at one point. Was he? Yeah, oh yeah, he's dressed like a woman. In the dinner scene. God, I hardly ever. I, I was. He over actually this has, yeah, because like he's halfway he was, through it. He was so putting like makeup on to make it look like he had cleavage. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> See, I'm gonna be like for this. This I'm gonna be the one on this one that's like Wait, kinds of notes what? going on, and then this next one where I stop taking notes at some point and fall asleep. Yeah. Um. Oh. So, um, according mm. to Robert Jacks, who played Leatherface, he wrote the character as one who assumes the persona of the person whose face he's wearing. The confused sexuality of leather of the Leatherface character is complex and horrifying at the same time. Um, Matt Scott, uh, movie scholar Scott von Doviak. Also took note of this likening Leatherface's presentation in this movie to that of a tortured drag queen. I can see that. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah. If you look at the cover... Look at the cover of the film. It's like Leatherface... It looks like, it looks like he's... Like the chainsaw looks like a tube of lipstick. Yeah. And he's in his full like female outfit. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, because they had a close-up in the beginning of the movie... Of Renee Zellweger's character Jenny, putting on the putting lipstick, on lipstick, and mm-hmm. then later they had a callback to that, but it was Leatherface putting on the lips. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, 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 okay. Yep. Um, but um, the only production note I had was the budget, and it's gross. Go for it. Yeah, there's not much else. I mean, it, I definitely think that this is a fucking parody. This is a parody of if it's supposed to be a. Pa- I feel like. Is it just me, or is calling something a parody kind of a cop out? I feel in, like that happened with, the, with um, by the way, apologies last week for April. Oh, no, you still don't need to apologize for it. Because that was supposed to be a parody or a satire. That one I think definitely had. That one I'm going to say. This one I think it's it's more. See, because, I guess if it's, if it's overt, more overt, I expect it to be more like. A Mel Brooks film, you know what I mean? Oh no, I think I, like something to me like uh, being Ma- John Malkovich. No, it's a parody. It's more satire, but yeah. something like that where it's not as overt. Like to me, like Mel Brooks films are beating you over the head. Yeah, but I love Mel Brooks. No, I do too. But I mean, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But with like, the, right, 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 right. Like in 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 a in a sense, Scream is so meta. Uh, yeah. That it's satire. Yeah. So. I think this one, if you're especially if you're thinking about Kim uh, Kim Henkel and his and his writing, think about two. Think about Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, two. Yeah. So I think that's taking that and just ratcheting it up. 
mm-hmm. in the like let's make it funny guess what's not funny it's not f- cannibalistic although they're not cannibals in this they don't eat people in fact when they're eating they're getting pizza yeah they are getting pizza no that's true this movie guys the only one where they're yeah <clears throat> okay, so, so tell me your production notes. Oh, the, the one. Uh, <laughs> okay, my first note in the movie was, "Oi, even the music is terrible." And then, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, I looked up on on uh, IMDb, mm-hmm. and then I was looking up trivia, and I only hit one that this had a six hundred thousand dollar budget, but mm-hmm. grossed one hundred eighty five thousand worldwide. Ouch. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking ow. bad. Ow, ow. <laughs> oh. It also has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. And a one person that likes this movie. Yeah, yeah. Not a one. Not a one. <laughs> no. Definitely the two sitting at this table do not. No. No. Spoiler. But <laughs> so, we opened in 1996. Which is supposed to be two years after this was filmed. Right. Wow. And we didn't wear outfits like this in 1996. No. Poor Jen. Renee Zellweger's character, Jenny, has this big bows, 80s looking white dress for her prom. And her her friend Heather has this like definitely 80s, almost like a bridesmaid sort of looking dress almost. Yeah. Or a mother of the bride looking. It's really ugly. And she's got her, she's got a um, scrunchie in her hair. Yeah, and I was like, "This is an this is eighties. This is complete." But you know, it might make sense if they did film it in ninety four. It's closer to the end of the eighties than ninety six, but still. And some, as we know and have experienced, some more rural areas are yeah. a few years behind. True. One thing I did want to point out is we do get a we did get, get like a, a title card, or we get a um, like a scroll. We don't get it's not a crawl. It's just a. Like a title card with like yeah. what's happening. Supposedly, none now none of the family members were ever apprehended. So ever. we go yeah. back and forth as to who actually was and who oh, wasn't. Oh right, right. Oh fuck. The thing at the beginning. So that thing. So we are we meet Heather. Um, we meet so Jenny is Jenny is Renee Zellinger. We meet her and we don't get this here. We're so this is a scene that was cut out, but supposedly there was supposed to be a scene where her stepfather is hitting on her, and like. There's like, um, yeah, she it's hinted that be, she's being molested, uh, or or at, at the very least, just comes from a very bad home life. Mm-hmm. They all what they cut was she actually was being molested. Oh, cool, yeah, I'm glad they cut that. Yeah, I don't need to see that. We don't need no, that. we don't need that. I don't need that. Um, <laughs> but we get this, we get a shot of Heather walking around and. She comes up to Renee Zellinger and she's looking for Barry. And the way she's her boyfriend, yeah, the way she's talking, I was like, are, we're not going to make fun of people with Tourette's. That's almost what it was like. It's like she had this weird um, way that she was speaking when she came up. It was odd. It was something like, is this her choice to do this? Like nervous, but it's not nervous. It was very odd. Like it was like she had a tick or something. I think it was her. I don't think it was Renee Zellinger. I think I'm pretty sure it was it was Heather because she was looking for Barry. And I was, I'm like, please don't. Is this what this movie's going to be like? Oh my please God. God. Just please don't. Please don't. Um, and she does find Barry, though. And he's making out with some... With some other broad. Yeah. Who knows, who knows full well that he's supposed to be dating Heather. Right. And um, Jenny's date, Sean, 
Um, well, wait. So, uh, Heather catches Barry making out with some other dude. She runs to his car. Yeah. Good girl. And, <laughs> yeah. And, um, tries to, like, run away from the prom, but Barry catches up with the car and hops in the passenger seat and they're, they're arguing. And then, boop, up, pup. Jenny and Sean. <laughs> Jenny and her date, Sean, who's a friend of hers, that mm-hmm. it's very, it's all, it's always made throughout very clear that they're not like boyfriend girlfriend no. they're just they just hang out and they're really good friends and they, and they smoke, smoke pot, pot together. together yeah um because that's what they're doing in the back seat with smoking pot supposedly i thought yeah. her hair was a little a little messed to be smoking pot. Hey, man. oh yeah we also have we've got a she's all that with this movie where yeah. renee silver has got these like supposedly like you know ugly glasses which are totally in in like style right now right <laughs> yeah right yeah so they're like horn like, rims. Uh, yeah, yeah whatever and it's fucking renee zellwinger like come on. it's like renee zellwinger in 1994 yeah she's fucking gorgeous yeah, you throw these ugly beautiful. glasses on her this is pre-bridget jones yeah like fucking pre, uh jerry Maguire. oh yeah i mean this is like it's like it's the, the barry keeps calling her a dog i was like i know are, like, you, are you fucking, fucking kidding me are you blind um they're, they're the worst people all of these people are the what oh i said Oh, well, there's something, uh, some kind of comment that when Heather and Barry are fighting or arguing mm-hmm. that he's like, if he prostrate doesn't... cancer. Yeah, if you, if guys can't, don't have sex, they get prostrate, prostrate cancer. Quote, Pro- prostrate cancer. And when they were <laughs> character Jenny pops up and she's like, that's, that's not medically accurate. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the fact checker. It's great. And he's and like, shut he's, up. Yeah, like, he oh, keeps calling her a dog and how ugly. And like, you yeah. can't, you can't anybody have sex with you. I was like, this right here, I would. Yeah. I, Thank you. I'll take a swing. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> take, I'll shoot my shot. With the, again, with a 1994 Renee Zellweger? Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Um, Barry also kind of reminds me of Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Just a as douchey. Just as fucking douchey. Possibly, yes. Um, uh, they get into a fender bender mm-hmm. and um, the other driver down this like country road. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Yay. Because yeah, that's right. where everything good starts. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, the other driver is passed out and they walk around. They start walking around for help. Yeah. And he like, li- the other driver literally gets out and just, it, the cat's singing the song for people. Um, <laughs> the songs of free- the the barricades of freedom. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so he- <laughs> it's, it's call it answer. It is. Um, yeah. That was a little bit more of a question. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I can't hear her see, so I don't know who's responding to me. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. raise cats. I'm sorry. Oh, I no. just My, some shady pines. <laughs> um, yeah, so he like literally gets out of the car and just, he's like, I'm okay. And then just passes out, like literally in the middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it because he's going to die. Yeah, um, it's okay. We don't. Uh, he has so one they, line. Good job. He, yeah. Um, my question was, when my one noticed, the acting's really, really bad. It's I said, terrible. How did, the lead girl, how did the lead girl, Heather, actually get past the first round? I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, <clears throat> she hasn't done anything else. So, I mean, shocker. Um, so they decide that they're going to, uh, Benny, J- Barry, Jenny, and Heather are going to go looking for yeah. some, like a phone. And Sean stays behind with the other, with the passed out kid. <clears throat> Uh, to kind of keep an eye on him and, and right. wait for help or whatever. They, as the others are walking around, they come across 
Here's what I got. They come across, I don't fucking know, some horn dog lady. With, I don't know what she was. She, I don't know what her, that was her business, but I had no idea was, what she yeah, did. Yeah, she clearly was, it was like a little trailer, but the trailer was set up as an office. Yeah, I don't And know. she had this like, you know, skirt suit on or whatever, this power Darla. skirt suit. Darla. Um, Darla calls Vilmer. She's this horn dog lady with unabashed fake tits. Oh, yeah, because um, we see them. Yeah, they look like claymation. They look like clay, like somebody like put plastic. I mean, there is plastic, but I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, they they were real, real fake. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, it's the weirdest interaction. Yeah. She calls Vilmer, which is to help them out. Yeah, Matt McConaughey, but we don't know yet. No, uh, she is gross. That is she, correct. Because <laughs> at one point, so they show up and they're like they're sitting there, like, oh, we're gonna leave now, and then all of a sudden the window breaks because somebody has thrown something through the window yeah. and it hits her and she gets up and she's like, she's got this, like all oh, this happens every day. And she just goes over the window, just pulls up her shirt and shows her tits. We're like, and she's like, they just enjoy Ryan. Want to see my tits. I was like, uh... what is happening with this? Movie? Where's, where's a chainsaw? Is there a chainsaw? I'm going to kill somebody, please. FYI. No one dies via chainsaw in this movie. Oh, that's an interesting note. <laughs> This fucking movie, guys. Okay. Feel free to skip ahead. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so now we get, <clears throat> we get, enter. Back, meanwhile, back at the scene of the accident. Yeah. Back at the back game. Um, uh, Vilmer, shows a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey, comes with his along. his fucking fake leg or his, like, robot leg. I don't know what the fuck. He had some kind of brace, mechanical brace on his leg. You know, I wonder, now that I'm thinking about it, have you ever seen that movie, Um, I, uh, I Know Who Killed Me? With um, uh, Lindsay Lohan. No. At one point, she has a mechanical. She has a robot arm. All right. I'm wondering if it's an homage to this. Yeah, mm. but what what year was that though? Oh, that was like 2000 something. It was recent. Oh, that was an homage to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh no! Um, he looks. You it's think, controlled via remote. Oh, for fuck's like sake! Like TV remote. And you don't find that yeah. out until later because he keeps yeah. asking, "Why did anybody charge my batteries?" And we're like, "What the fuck are you talking?" So I thought at first this was an homage to. Is it two that's got the brace on the leg? Remember? Oh no, it's three. three. When he's coming up, they can hear. They can hear the the brace on the leg scraping. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because leather in that one, Leatherface has a brace on his leg. Yeah. So I thought that that's what... No. 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 It's just for any reason. So then he does... Filmer does lovingly break Sean... Break a... Breaks, breaks the, the neck kid. of the boy and he passed text, out. I, think. Yeah. I uh, don't know. It doesn't, he doesn't need to have a name. It's fine. Then he starts to chase like, Sean. like, what the fuck? And then, he, and then he goes... And Sean's like, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and then starts, Sean starts to run off. And Matthew McConaughey goes, First, I'm going to kill you. It ain't no fucking biggie. And Sean is done. <laughs> well, then he not only hits Sean, he runs back over him several times. Several times. Again, we don't see With any of it. Truck. We With don't his, see yeah. any of it. I mean, this is one of very bloodless movie. We don't see any of this. Yeah, there really isn't. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. So Barry and Heather the, and, and Jenny are walking back to the car, but then yeah. Barry and Heather walk away and then they, cause they follow some random truck that comes down the road. Yeah. And then Jenny decides to walk back to the car. So she kind of breaks off. Um, <clears throat> Heather and Barry come upon a farmhouse. Here we go. Yeah. We're at the Sawyers, but I don't really, I, okay. 
Leatherface comes out after Heather. Dude, Barry's father was a doctor. Now he's a lawyer. What the fuck? Well, and then we also get Jenny's backstory here, too. So, supposedly Jenny's mother got gets married all the time. And all oh, the stuff, right. This, all the stepfathers are always hit, hitting on her. That's why Heather says, like, she's really proud of Jenny for being so, like... The way she is, probably. Yeah, I guess. Because um, she's not very... Because Jenny is... is She's our token virgin where, like, mm-hmm. she's very seemingly not interested in sex, probably no. because of her experiences. No, but I, 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 there's, there was a lot statistically of... Statistically speaking. There's a lot of weird sexual tension between her and Matt McConaughey in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny gets back yeah. to the car where, but, but everyone's gone. Like, yeah. there's nobody there. And um, then, um, so Heather's sitting on the front porch... And Leather comes up, Leatherface comes up behind her and starts smelling her hair. Oh, God. Also, <laughs> guys, this is the worst mask of pretty much all of them. Yeah. It's the worst makeup. The worst Leatherface. Yeah. It's, and I feel bad for saying that because this gentleman passed away like a few years after playing Leatherface. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but it was not good. And I'm, I'm sure that's not his fault. It's probably direction. Mm-hmm. His shitty direction that he got to play Leatherface. Um... But, uh, da, 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 da. so yeah, like you said, Leatherface grabs Heather and pulls her inside. Um, Heather then locks him out of this like side room, which we would have called the chicken room and other, <laughs> but he breaks through and he grabs her and they struggle. And then Leatherface puts her in one of those like giant chests, like freezers. Yeah. But instead of, he just keeps shutting the door and she's like, dude, there's no lock. I'm just going to yeah, fucking come out. Keeps, right. I'm like, but okay, also, I'd... if I were her, I'd be like, shut the fuck up and keep still for a yeah. while. Yeah. Until you if, I know he's like, yeah, there's no lock, so I'm just going to chill until he leaves, and then I'm going to just climb out and right. leave. But she keeps like trying to escape, and mm-hmm. so he puts something heavy on top of it. Also, Leatherface has the worst mullet in the, in the oh. planet in this fucking... His hair is disgusting. Like, yeah. It's nasty. Um, it's nasty. So then we are introduced to W.E., who is quoting Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant and Machiavelli. Um... Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, he forces Barry into the house. Barry is trying to talk his way out of things, I guess. Like, I don't know. He's too nonchalant for me. Like, if you're yeah. Like, yeah. He's just thinking that Heather's just hanging out in the house somewhere. He's like, hey, Heather. Hey, Heather. <laughs> Look what yeah. I did. I locked him out. Hey, Heather. And uh, then he goes, he's so supposed to use the bathroom. Yeah. In the Sawyer house. Yeah. He's going to use the potty. I gotta take a piss. And he does. He sure does. I almost thought, oh my god, if this fucker washes his hands, I'm I'm done with this movie. Because I was like, you can wash your hands in the Sawyer house? Yeah. It's probably dirtier than when you you, you yeah, came in. exactly. So then he turns around, there's a fucking desiccated corpse in the tub. And he's like, oh fuck, maybe we should get out of here. Yeah. Mm, maybe. But he doesn't maybe. go very far. Because Leatherface hits him with an axe and Which drives. is very satisfying, thank you. Yeah, because Barry's the fucking worst. He's the idiot. Yeah, he drags his body into the slaughter room. Um, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And of course, Heather gets out of the fucking freezer again. <laughs> but this time, this he's time like... he catches her. And this is this where he puts her on the... Mm-hmm. On, the on the hook. On the meat hook. Yeah. yeah. On the meat hook. Um, um, meanwhile... Yeah, meanwhile, back in... Filmer picks up Jenny and shows her the, the dead boys, including Sean. This is... 
that's after he tries to put put the moves on her first. Oh, yeah, right. I he's mean, this like, he's like trying to get it wet so hard through this most of this movie. Yeah, he's overtly sexual. Yeah, I mean, I would assume throughout this, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I for, just don't. Pretty much everybody. I mean, literally, yeah. like, there's two women like, in this disgusting movie. Disgusting sex maniacs. And, yeah. Like, gross. Yeah. But they like killing. I don't get it. This fine. fucking movie. She um, rolls out of the, out of his car to get away, but he lets her go. Live and learn. I don't know. And then, but moments later, Leatherface comes chasing after her. Um, oh, and this is where I wrote, there are two different dresses she wears and there's no continuity. Suddenly she has sleeves, then they disappear. Oh, did she has like spaghetti straps. Uh-huh. Oh, did they come back and forth and back and yep. forth? A couple times. Jesus. <laughs> it's fucking mo- well, it's like it's like it was, like this... it was like it was made for $600,000 or something. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> Because at first she had like you know this yeah. thing across that was like cap sleeve boat yeah. neck. Yeah, what is yeah what is that called? It's not a princess, but it's like the it's almost like an ampere sort of top. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But then there are times when it's just spaghetti straps dress, like they got ripped off or something. But then it's back. But too. then there's a running scene and it's there, and then cut, and then next scene they're gone. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> also, my next note is, why is Matthew McConaughey so hot? And why does I him know. being a cannibal murderer turn me on? I know! <laughs> I mean, when he's being it's his ridiculous. creepiest, I was like, oh, kind of... You oh, know, it's of... when he's... Yeah, because it's it's the acting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm actually... This was something fun. Uh, the, uh, yesterday, during the bachelorette party I alluded to earlier... Um, we were just fucking, you know, fucking around and playing, like, doing, like, questions for the bride and, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you really know her, get to know her, whatever. Um, or do you know her as well as you think you do, blah, blah, blah. And one of them was, like, you know, your celebrity crush, like, your, your mm-hmm. hall pass. Um, and we went around the table and mine Spank was... Spank lust. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mine was, like, it, and I said, um, he's dead now, but Alan Rickman... Oh. And Alan Rickman, like, circa 80s, oh. 80s early 90s. like Even Alan Rickman grrr. in fucking Love Actually. Yeah, I would do it. Uh, I'd throw a leg over that, as you say. Um, throw all the and legs I said, over. But Alive um, is Edward Norton. Because they're both, mm. they're, they're both great actors. And, like, the stronger that comes out, that is just, like, Ah, it's like a weird turn on. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the more they're doing, and Matthew McConaughey is is no exception to that, especially when he was a lot hungrier. You yeah, know, when he was younger. when he was discerning. Mm-hmm. Like or not him, when he was he wasn't as discerning. Right, yeah. like his when he was in A Time to Kill. Oh my, that's okay. a great fucking movie. Can I tell you that one of my favorite scenes from any movie? It's a nice scene. It's a shot. It's a shot of him walking away in those khaki pants with yeah. that butt. Is one of the best High shots. Ass. Yeah. Fuck. The, on the plate. You know, we were talking about this so via text uh, with our friend Lee. And I was saying, like, that I want to bite Jonathan Bailey's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and Just take a bite yeah, out of it. <laughs> yep. Because it's like perfect two apples. Perfect. And um, we were joking about how, like, especially on CLBC, we're talking about, like, girl power, feminism. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm just like... Oh, yeah, fuck all, you know, all these women empowerment, but I want to bite his butt. I'm like, you know what? Girls have been dealing with fucking being objectified since the beginning of fucking time. Guess what, guys? Yeah, our turn. Our turn. I want to bite Jonathan Bailey's butt. I'd also bite Mike McConaughey's butt from a time to kill. There you go. 
<laughs> amen. Yep. <laughs> Can yep. I get an amen? <laughs> yep. So, uh, anyhow. Uh. Um, so Jenny runs back to Darla. Oh, this is what I love. Not oh. love. I hate this, but it's fine. Oh, no, no. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little farther. But, yeah. but, uh, but as it turns out, Darla is in on it. She goes to pick up pizza with Jen and gets Jenny thrown into the trunk. And that other asshole, W.E., is, like, poking her with a cattle prod and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have one more note after this, and then I said, whatever, maybe I'm done. And I stopped taking notes because it's just awful, you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much. There's really not much here. I, And I'm going to have to go back to the plot on here. Um, uh, because I, my next note, I noticed that you're not consulting your own notes. <laughs> you know, my, no, no, I, no, I, I actually took, I took a lot. Oh, you on did? My computer. Yeah. You? Yeah, no, the other ones that I can barely read. Or over Are there. The um, no, because my next note is talking about Leatherface finding her in the woods and chasing her back to the house. So we have a little bit of time. So we, we at this point, when she meet, uh, she seeks so she seeks refuge with Jar- Darla. So you find out now that she reveals to be in league with the killers in WE. Um, and the, yeah, like you said, they, they beat her with a paddle prod. Uh, they put they put her in Darla's trunk, mm-hmm. and then she goes to leave to pick pick up some pizzas with this random person in her trunk, and no one like she actually pulls up. To the, you know, where she's getting the pizzas. Yeah. And the guy is like, hey, what's in your trunk? She's like, I've got a girl back there. You want to see? And he's like, yeah. Wait. Oh. Oh, no, I can't because yeah. my, my boss won't let me. I'm like, yeah, right. what fucking world is this? That's why that's why I started thinking, is this a fucking parody? Is this like a satire? Or is this like making fun of like small towns uh. in Texas? Because then the police officers come up and yeah, pull up behind her. Yeah, and they're right them. behind her, also doing like, getting some coffee yeah. at the pizza joint. Yeah, and they come up, and the, the, the male cop comes out, and he starts flirting with her. I want some pizza now. Oh, God, that doesn't sound good. Maybe we should order one. Anyhow. <laughs> Marcos will be here in about 10 minutes if we order it. There Anyhow. Anyway. Um, so then... Then um, he goes up to, to Darla, who's... Ripping holes, like air holes in the bags. Oh, yeah, right, because she's like, you, you know, blah, blah. She's, she's weirdly... yelling at Jenny, and Jenny's like, I can't breathe in here. And she's like, well, if I open an air hole, will you shut the fuck up? And she, Jenny's like, yes. Yeah, they get a weird, <laughs> they have this weird dynamic. Yeah, like, they really did. That's why I said it's very comical, because she's kind of like, I, why are you doing this? She's like, just go with it. And she's like, okay. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> And so he comes up and yeah, she's literally ripping holes into the like the plastic bags that the, she's in, and he's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, nothing." And then the the drinks are up, so she's you know she just leaves. I'm like, "Hey, police officer, you gonna do some follow up?" No, what they do is they end up passing her on the road, and they both police officers look at and her. She waves right at them. Yeah, I got a person in my trunk, and okay. that is how <laughs> that's how Ariel Castro had three women in her his house for how many years? Thank you. <laughs> Like, nobody questioned. Nope. Oh, that's right. They're coming back to the house. Uh, Darla and Darla with what's-her-face, Jenny in the trunk, comes across uh, Heather Lang. We don't even know how. We don't know how. I'm still, I'm still Jenny in the trunk. <laughs> Sorry. J-Lo's laying in the middle of the street. <laughs> Um, and we don't we don't see her get off the, the hook, so we don't know how she got off the hook, but she's just lying in the middle of the road, the big gash in her back. Ugh. And so Darla just leaves her there, and then she goes and tells W.E., hey, go pick up, you know, got one lane in the field or whatever. Um, so then Jenny's running through the house. She jumps on, 
she gets out the window and she climbs an antenna and I wrote, I'm glad they're still still up on great Canadian broadcasting at this house. They're still using the antenna to get They're probably watching the Red Green show. My daddy my old man used to watch that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my dad did too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was a cute, you know, cute yeah, yeah, Canadian yeah, it show. Moments. It was funny. Yeah. Um I must, this is, I my, my notes are all over the fucking place. I was over it by yeah. this point. There were some moments, like, uh, it got way crazy. Yeah. It, okay, so, H got off the meat hook and Darla comes across her, blah, blah, blah. And this is when I wrote, is this a parody? Um, because, <laughs> oh, this, she goes up to her. So this is what made me think this is a parody. Darla sees Heather laying in the middle of the, of the road and she gets a stick. And she goes over and she's like, <laughs> trying to hit her with a stick, but it's not big enough. The stick's not big enough, and she's not really trying to hit her. She's going. I know. Eh. I was like, this one was like, is this? Is and this you a hear like donk. Yeah. Like, it's not really hurting. No. I mean, it's hurting her, but it's not. No. And she's just kind of like, oh, whatever, and leaves her. God, what a dick. Oh. So then we or see we see Leatherface again. For some reason, he goes to pick up when he goes to pick up what's her face. Heather, he's got an old lady wig on for some strange reason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Then yeah. we get to the crazy part of this fucking movie. Where we find out Darla lets it Pizza slip. at supper time? <laughs> pizza, pizza in the morning. Pizza in the day. Pizza in the morning. Well, we learned that fucking... Um, Darla says that this that they've been surveilling... They're under FBI surveillance. What? Yeah. They're very paranoid. Uh, oh. Red. Yeah, this is like we, we also get. This is where uh, Vilmer is, comes home and he's like screaming about his remote controls not being charged. The batteries, the batteries not being charged. The batteries so we, not being charged. Then we find out why is because he's got fucking remote controls that are they're <laughs> working his leg. I don't know what. How would that even How fucking or, work? Or why? I don't know. Because wouldn't he need it on him all the time to be... Right, because your knee bends... Right. ...with every step. Right. Okay. So then... Uh, then Vilmer decides to bite off Heather's nose, but we don't see it. We just see him come back and look at uh, Jenny with, like... Oh... And with like blood in his mouth, and you're like, what? What is happening? And so, I, I just wrote, I'm confused. I have literally no idea what's happening. Supposedly, Vilmer is working for the government. At one point, Darla hey. says it, it's, it's out, she thinks he's from outer space. They have this weird. Oh, she comes out in a fucking dom- dominatrix outfit. That like lingerie that Darla comes out in that weird like had like straps and leathers. Oh yeah, buckles. yeah. I have no fucking clue. Sorry, I didn't mean. To no, not at all. But they have this like weird like they're yelling at each other and like getting in each other's faces mm-hmm. and then they suddenly make out and he like like weirdly bends her and throws her on the table and they make out for like a second and like. Oh my god, it's so fucking it's weird. It's weird. It's really, really weird. It's really fucking messed up, you guys. Yeah, and how he's all paranoid and you know the government's always watching. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Is it? Is this the point where the weird mob boss shows up? Not yet. Oh, so she gets out of the house 
and gets into Darla's car, which, guess Darla just left her keys in the car. Yeah, who, every movie, I swear to God, who leaves their keys in the car? Not me. I never, never left my keys in the car. Ever. No, the only time is when my car's getting fixed and they usually leave them, you know, under the da- or under the visor or something for me, you know? Yeah. But no. Nobody. No. Uh, no. Because you don't leave your car unlocked. Right. Ergo, you take your keys with you. Right. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. But somehow, she, somehow for she. For some g- reason. Yep. <laughs> but she doesn't make it very far because she then <laughs> plows into um, oh, a field dear. because uh, Hil- Hil- Vilmer jumps on the car. But and then she uh, hits him like she like he he flies off the front. Yeah. And then then the hood comes up and she runs into a fuel tank. Yeah, because she can't see shit and yeah. And I wrote and, and she's back in the house. And yeah. <laughs> and now Leatherface is dressed like a lady. And now they're all at dinner at the dinner table, I believe. Uh-huh. And Darla With comes out in a dominatrix esque outfit and yeah. starts using the remote on Filmer's leg. Yeah. Then they start with this slap fight that was... I, I've seen better slap fights in community theater. I mean, yeah. It was like... you literally, I have too. In fact, I was in a show where... Yeah. Oh, I'm one of those crazy people that if you're going to smack me in a scene, you're going to smack me. You're going to yeah. actually physically smack me. Don't do this like fake... No, just smack me. Just don't smack me like to yeah. knock me out, but yeah. enough to make it believable. Um. And then, so, we just wrote, Wilmer and Jenny have a chick slap fight. <laughs> and um, then, Wilmer just decides to burn Heather with the, just set her on fire. So he does. And then Darla puts her out with a fire extinguisher. So Heather's still alive, just kind of crawling around on the floor at this point, without a nose. Yeah. This is when... The weird mob boss. And this is where this the movie... This is so... Oh. We're already sort of off the rails. This is where we're... Yeah, all... we're already sort of, like, over it. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, this like... This is when I, I was, like... This what? is where the, the train has plunged off of the rails into the river. And I was... Yeah. I was done. Because this doesn't make... It made zero sense. Yep. So this bigwig comes in. His name is Rothman. Mr. Rothman. And... He looks around the room and he says that he he pays Vilmer to show people the meaning of, of horror. horror. What? I it made it zero, zero sense, sense to me. I have no fucking clue. Was it like so in thinking that this is a satire, is this maybe the movie's way of being like this is all fake? I don't know. Or like the, the death of her friends wasn't faked. You know what? What we're thinking. We're I'm going to look up when, uh, because then then this is when he open he unbuttons his shirt and he all these weird oh yeah these indentations on his yeah. and he's got three metal rings on his stomach. Yeah. I want to look something up really quick because I wonder. It was fucked, you guys. It was really fucked. Well, we. I'm almost wondering if this is supposed to be like some sort of weird like connection or like tribute to Hellraiser. Uh, Maybe that's a, that's stretching it. I know I'm that's just stretching to, it pretty far. It's fucking weird. And then he licks Jenny's face and leaves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then 
then Vilmer decides, well, he's pissed off because Rothman doesn't like the job he's doing. So he then just decides to step on Je- on Heather's head and crushes her skull. Yeah. Again, don't see it. We just see it from his perspective. But you're right. And, and we hear mm-hmm. ugh, her screaming. Effects. Gross. Um, I just wrote my next note. This is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for everyone involved because this is when <laughs> fucking Matt McConaughey goes off the fucking trail. Like he starts, I, I can't even describe the performance he puts on here. It's like, Ooh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. It says here he had just graduated college by that point. Well, um, he read the part of a young motorcyclist who rescues Jenny at the end and rides off with her into the sunset. But what? before he left, Hankel asked if he knew anyone who might be right for the role of the villain. He's all over the fucking place, screaming and smacking her, but then all at the same time, like, getting real sexual and, like, getting in her face. And at one point, I was like, I almost thought, this is how sad this is. I was like, she's going to stay here. Yeah. That's what they kind of lead you to think. Yeah. Is at one point, she's, she's, this is, this is how this all started somehow. This is the new generation is going to be, she's going to stay and be some weird, like, bride for him or something or be in on it. Because it was like, she wasn't fighting real hard. No. It was weird. It was real weird. It was a weird tone this fucking movie had. Uh, but this is when, yeah, so this is the big sexual thing. They're both on the floor. He and, he and um, Jenny and, and, and Vilmer are, are fighting over these remote controls. Yeah. And she's hitting one remote control and he's hitting the other. It is like climaxing. It's like almost like they're orgasming because it's like he's trying to get oh. at her. And she's, it was really, I was like, oh my God, is this supposed to be like them, some weird foreplay-esque sort of thing that's happening but it's but that's the point also where it's where the I know honey <laughs> your so cat abused. loves me you're so abused um where the tables start to turn for Jenny in general mm-hmm. and she starts to kind of get to gain her power back from her captors right oh Sherman and this is also when she gets enough time she gets by her messing with his uh, his legs it gets her allows her to, to leave yeah. and so she flees the house and then she comes across a remote with, with an RV coming down the street with these two yes. older people in it and who are drink they're all excited about drinking and driving yeah and so she, at one point, she's like, please stop, please stop. And the wife's like, don't stop, don't yeah, stop. Don't, yeah, I know. She's like, don't stop for that. But the thing is, the mom, but the, the lady, the wife gets up, opens the door and pulls her in, unfortunately, for those two people, because oh, they then no. quickly die. I was so bummed out for them. I was like, come on. They're just trying to take an RV vacation. Yeah. And this random, random like, no, let's not get involved. It's like the middle of a field. It's like, where are the, where's these people going? It's daylight by now. Yeah. And so, because, because, uh, Leatherface and Vilmer come up alongside him with that big truck, which looks like the big truck from, um, from four, four. Yeah. One one Vigo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so the RV crashes. Uh, Jenny uh, climbs out. A plane comes out of fucking what? nowhere. The fuck! <laughs> Don't even. Oh my god! What are those like two seater, like you know? Um, no. 
aeroplanes, like, <laughs> comes down, swoops down, and kills no. Vilmer. Like, it's... chops him up. And then, then, um, all of a sudden, this limo comes out of nowhere. Oh, my God. So then, Jenny jumps in the limo, which speeds past Leatherface, leaving him screaming. And swinging And swinging his, thing. His, his chainsaws. And then she looks, she gets in and she realizes it's Mr. Rothman. And he's reading a newspaper very, like, Oh, yeah, not sedately. Sure. What yeah. up? You know? Yeah. And, um, like, I, I, he's, like, talking about how it was supposed to be spiritual and not A spiritual experience. experience. Yeah. Explain, so the experience was supposed to be spiritual and Velmer had to be stopped. He offers to take her to a police station or hospital. She told, she tells him, fuck you. But then she he drops her off the hospital. And as she's sitting there speaking to a police officer, Sally Hardesty is rolled by while she's sitting on the uh, on a on a on a gurney. Did you know who that woman was at the end? That rolls by. They make eye contact. Sally. That's Sally. Sally Hardesty. I was wondering about that. I didn't get that. Yep. Oh, cool. That wasn't I, the actress, the real actress, though, was it? I don't think so. It couldn't be. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I mean, it could have been. Who knows? Uh, oh, wait. No, it says it says Marilyn Burns as patient on Gurney. So, director Kim Hankel confirmed that the basis of the subplot was influenced by theories surrounded by, surrounding the Illuminati. Oh, Commenting on this movie's ominous Rothman character, Hankel stated, he comes off more like the leader of a harem scarum cult that makes a practice of bringing victims to experience horror on the pretext that it produces some sort of transcendent experience. This is not a parody. It was a setup. Like the whole, that whole house and that whole experience was a setup, but then actual people got killed. So, I, yeah. I apologize, guys. If- if our, really if, if our like, <laughs> explanation was not good, but this movie was hard to explain. Yeah. Really hard to follow. It was seriously not serious. <laughs> like, when I try to tell you, I cannot remember how many times she came out in and out of that house. Yeah. Yeah. So. It... All right. Well, Let's leave this in the dust and just go to our, rec- our, 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 um, go to our, our ratings. Not Do we even bother rating this? Yeah, we got because we know we 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 rated everything. We've yeah. rated Blood and Rob Board. Zombie. One. One. Spooky, scary. One. One. Sex and nudity. One. If boobs. Because there was one instance of tits. Fun and entertainment. One. Zero. Well. <laughs> yeah. If zero is possible. I mean. Zero. I, I joked with with me and I said, I think I maybe should drop a. I should take a Delta Eight gummy before. Yeah. And about twenty minutes in, I texted her. I said, I'm really regretting. Oh no! I'm really regretting not taking a Delta Eight. I wonder if I had understood it better. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try to give it a shot. Yeah. Who knows? I tried. I did take one this week, and then tried to read. I was like. 
<laughs> I am at this point like did not they start to blur together and like or did I you kept... just get really sleepy? No, well, a little bit of both, but I was also like sitting there going, I don't remember what I just read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Right. Like, it was the most relaxed, chill I've felt. Wow, that's good. Right. But it's like, oh, this is not a good idea. And then <laughs> I tried reading about an hour later. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand. So I think the pills, I think the gummy's wearing <laughs> it's off. It's working. Yeah, I think the THC is, is uh, wearing off. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, there's a whole secret society shit. Are you, were you on the um, Wikipedia? No, I was on Parody and self-reference. This film is recursive and that it opens with an inf- in. Intertitle refer- referring to the two minor yet apparently related incidents, a joking acknowledgement of the previous two sequels. Justin Yandel, a bloody disgusting, interprets the film as a cynical reimagining of the original film, which Hinkle parodying his own work. He cites Leatherface's ineffectiveness at dispatching his victims, as well as the archetypal teenage characters, as evidence of being a film. Of the film being a commentary on the declining state of horror in the late 1980s and early 90s. Huh. And yet, in the late 80s, early 90s, we had a surgence of what? Halloween, Jason, Freddy, Child's Play. Well, I think he's trying to say that. I mean, it, yeah, but th- these these were not, like, those wasn't the originals. Those were a lot of the sequels. Yeah. And they were not as good. That's true. You didn't have anything like original, and I think that's, that's maybe true. what you're trying to say. I don't know. Silence I didn't of get the it. Lambs. Although I wouldn't call that horror, I would call that you, psychological thriller. No, because it it won an Academy Award. So if it had been, because that Get Out was the first horror movie that was nominated for. Oh. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Silence of the Lambs. Anyhow, I do too. It's so mm-hmm. fucking good. I could I could watch, watch that. Any day of the week. Oh. I really could. You just put it on and go to sleep. Yep. Anyhow. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't... I don't understand the whole thing with the Illuminati. That doesn't make any sense then if it's... Par- I don't, whatever. Anyhow. Whatever it's, movie. Whatever movie. It's whatever, fucking, Kim. Whatever fucking sucked. Okay. Guys, we're going <laughs> to take a break. Okay. And we're going to come back... <sighs> with... With Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. The beginning. The beginning. <laughs> We're back, bitches. We're back. So, let's discuss. <gasps> let us discuss Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning in 2006, which I kind of get. I started to kind of gather from the beginning of it that it was intended to be and is a direct prequel of the 2003 remake. Yeah. Not the original necessarily. Not necessarily Not correct. the 74 original. It was a, right. a prequel to the 2003 remake because we have an appearance of the same people, mm-hmm. same actors, same characters. Right. Correct. Um, so we open in um, with... Title cards. Oh, do we want to do production real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have 14% do. on Rotten Another 14? Wow. This is lower than fucking the next gen, the new how batch. How is that possible? I don't know. I think sometimes, though, it's a numbers game. Like, it depends well, on how many people as well. It's also because Rotten Tomatoes is, is a newer website, and yeah. we didn't have the internet back in 1994, yeah. really. So they probably, you know, were just going back on. 
Also, it's also um, uh, uh, Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay picture. So yeah. I think there's a little bit of hate on that one, too. So From me. <laughs> we'll see his new movie, Ambulance, is yeah, getting some Michael real Bay good reviews. Also, pre- wait, what? His new movie, Ambulance, though, is getting like a lot of good reviews. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Michael Bay production, uh, also produced by Toby Hooper and uh, uh, Kim. Han- and uh, Kim Hankel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it does have a recurring, you know, actors mm-hmm. in this, such as Arlie Ermey. Fuck yes, I love that guy. This is like we get to see how his character came into being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be how Leatherface came into being, but it's mm, not really. No, no. Mm-mm. It's really not. And it's kind of, uh, yeah, but we'll get there. Well, this was this was actually given an NC-17 by the MPAA. They actually had to really? cut 17 scenes for it to be edited to get an R rating. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is the first movie to receive Iceland's 18 rating. Which, wow. fuck man, Iceland's bringing the heat. Um, uh, so this is the thing I wanted to read about poor Matt Bomber. Oh. Matt Bomber, if, okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. Matt Bomber is the most beautiful man on oh, the yeah. planet. Um, when Eric, Matt Bomber, gets his face wrapped in cellophane by Sheriff Hoyt, oh, that's yeah. actually real. Matt Bomber's head was actually being saran wrapped oh my God. by Arlie Ermey. Uh, Arlie Ermey said he was very concerned for him. Yeah. They left a small gap opening at the bottom of Matt's chin for him to breathe, but that didn't help much. <gasps> so whenever he was having trouble breathing, oh. he would indicate by knocking his knees together. We oh almost God. lost, this world almost lost this beautiful man because of this fucking movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, the cow that gets hit by the Jeep was made of fiberglass and filled with blood, fake entrails, and fake bones that screwed together. <laughs> um, that's hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Love um, it. Delicious. So the meats, the meat that's hanging on the hooks in the slaughterhouse is actually foam rubber. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it's not um, the director's really good looking. Um, again, I don't, I'm, a, I'm all here for objectifying men. Um, the body count in this movie is 11. 12 if you count the cow. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you, they count nine on screen. 11, um, including off screen. Um, that looks like really all the stuff that's interesting. Okay. Sorry, I did not mean to uh, derail. No, no, no. Okay, because I don't have a ton of notes, guys. No, it's I always open with production. Possibly passed out. <laughs> I Well, I did not. And I definitely have some notes in this, so I'll help out. Um, okay. So we start in 1939. So why don't you talk about the, the titles? You said you have a title card. Um. Well, I don't have it, but I think that it, it did open tra- with the traditional, like, voiceover and mm-hmm. either scroll or title card. I can't remember mm-hmm. which. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the one at the end, though, that I did write down, but mm-hmm. I didn't write down this one. Um, but this was supposed to be, hence the title, The Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, in We open in August of 1939 in Lee something meat products. Like, um, I don't remember. What the, a, yeah, I don't know what the name of the. I don't remember is. what the what the company was, but Lee, no. it's, Lee was in it. Um, this uh, local slaughterhouse in rural Texas. Mm-hmm. This poor woman 
is on her feet. Sloan. Mm-hmm. Miss Sloan mm-hmm. is on her feet, butchering, you know, cutting up meat and, you know, wrapping them up as is her job in 39, and she's pregnant. And she, uh, we know this because she's starting to have contractions, mm-hmm. and she's she's the only one on the floor, by the way. Which, right. what the fuck? Right. Um, and she's calling up to her boss upstairs, like, I need to use the bathroom. I'm, and maybe she didn't want him to know that she was pregnant. Could be. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but she was starting to have contractions, and then her water broke, and she passes out. This is wh- really, really hygienic conditions to have a baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a slaughterhouse mm-hmm. with like, yep, blood, bacteria, and gross, and and it's 1939. We haven't even gotten past the Second blah. World War. I know. So, no. Perfect conditions to build. Penicillin? What is that? Perfect conditions to, to build to build a leather face. Yeah, great. Uh, I wrote, nope, that's not how babies are born. <laughs> because she, she passes out completely. And then the boss runs down and is, he doesn't really, it's visible and, um audible that he doesn't really give a fuck about her but he's just like what the fuck's happening and then she like convulses and screams and then passes out again and then boop baby yeah she farts out a baby what the fuck that's not no that again that's how you birth a leather face though (laughs) jesus and then this this um I hate to say deformed baby, but the the baby has a, some kind of birth defect on its in its on its face, mm-hmm. and so the boss is like, Bleh. and I don't know. We we don't know whatever happens to the mother. I think no, we don't. We don't know what happens to the birth mother. No, all we know is that some lady comes L- along, Ludeme trash, Ludeme, Ludeme trash for meat, and she's like eating raw meat, oh. well, like raw scrap meat from the garbage. But she hears a baby cooing. Because, you know, if I'm eating garbage out of a dumpster, you know what my first thought is? Oh, here's a baby. Here's another mouth to feed. I'm already eating out of a dumpster. Surely we should take it out. But she fell in love with it instantly and called it beautiful. Thomas. Named it Thomas right Mm -hmm. away. Like uh, walking home named it Thomas. (laughs) And so she was. Texas. What's wrong with you, Texas? (laughs) (laughs) So she walks home to the farmhouse. Where we are introduced to, um, well, we don't see him yet because we see a silhouette of of him, but we see we hear his voice of Arlie Ermy because the, presumably he was very young at this time, mm-hmm. um, and she's ba- basically she's like we're 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 taking this kid, yeah, and happy birthday, yeah, and then title or then credits like mm-hmm. opening credits among flashes of parts of Leatherface's Thomas of his life. They they would flash a year across the screen mm-hmm. or age six, yeah. age nine, age 12. Um, and they would show scenes of his like progression to affinity to kill things and yeah. whatever. And eventually... Um, oh, and the, the, there oh. was something when they get up to the 60s, 
they show his name on a draft card, but they don't show anything else. And I'm like, so was he drafted or not? I bet you he wasn't because I wrote down <laughs> before I did that. Because back when we had the draft, they were a lot more choosy about who they... Right. He wouldn't have made it. He so wouldn't he probably have, wouldn't have. He would have been Captain America Dow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Steve... Uh, 4F or yeah. whatever it is. Uh, well, he had, fe- he had a facial disease. That's what they said. He had a facial disease. Oh, see, I didn't catch that. Um, I was... I didn't feel like backing it up. But no. so, okay, he wasn't drafted. So um, the war's going on, but we gather that he's he's now working at the same slaughterhouse as his birth mother worked at. And they're closing it. And they're starting to close it. Mm-hmm. July 1969, meatpacking plan is shut down. Bad news for Leatherface because this was, he was he had a talent. And, and, he's, and he's working under the same supervisor who left him in the dumpster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. And the health department's like, Oh, um, so many violations. Yeah, it's like, you literally <laughs> let people have babies on the floor. Right, right um, here, where yeah. we're standing. And throw them in the dumpster. I think it's time to close the plant. Also, you're just letting random people from the town eat out of the dumpsters. Gross. Um, So bad. But he refuses to leave. He's like, no, I'm going to... And the supervisor's like, GTFO. Right. We're, it's, we're, we're literally closing, closing the doors right now. Yeah. And So he doesn't like that idea. No. Poor Leatherface. Well, you then he also then he murders him. <laughs> yeah, with a chainsaw. Uh, ah! Oh, right, right. Um, this is where he picks up the chainsaw that's in his boss's office. What? Why? Uh, why? He breaks his fucking brutally breaks his legs and murders him. Like beats him to death. And looks over. Again, no explanation. No, like, thinking or reasoning. He sees a chainsaw, picks it up, and leaves. Thanks, Michael fucking Bay. God. Okay. I am of... Okay. There, I, I've mentioned before that I tend to side a lot with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And if anybody's familiar with the Imagination Land episode of South Park, the three-part series... They're trying to find a way. So in the, in, the, in the show, the government is trying to find a way into our imagination. And they tap a bunch of people, like these directors and writers, to try to figure out a way in, into imagination land. They pick up M. Night Shyamalan, who's like explaining that, but what if imagination land is, is this other thing? And, and then this happens and this happens. And they're like, that's a plot twist. That's not... <laughs> that's not like a, that's a twist yeah that's not a you know a way to get we need a way to get in yeah and then the next person they interview is michael bay mm-hmm. and he's like okay we take these things and then they go Boosh, and go crawl and these motorcycles go real 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 and like and like, those are special effects that's not a is that where he goes i don't know the difference i don't understand the difference we know you don't get him out of here and of course the one and they then, go with yeah this is so good, though. Then they bring in Mel Gibson, and he actually figures out a way into it. He's like, maybe there's something, someone there that doesn't belong. And as they're he's, like, as he's twisting his nipples. Yes, as yes, yeah. during the whole time. And they're like, say what you want about Mel Gibson, but he understands plot structure. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, this director, again, who I said is very attractive, he's from yes. New Zealand, so of course he's fucking attractive. Those Even kiwis. more. That, that just ups, that ups the hot scale by two percent. Yeah. Right. At least. Uh, I, I, have, I would go on a diatribe about takeaway t-shirts. <laughs> or 
how would I throw all the legs over Taika Waititi? Anyhow, um, eh. I also just love saying his name. Um, but so this director goes on to direct what is that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Who who a production company did that? <gasps> Platinum News. Well, I think I don't. It's Michael Bay's other. I think he's got a couple different production companies. I think sure Platinum Dunes, as I think, is the horror, his horror. He jacks line. off on his money. Okay. <laughs> Does he think that if he jacks off on it, it's going to like produce more money? It might. <laughs> if I just come on this money, then it just come all over. Oh, I can get more. It's fine. Yay. It's like uh, uh, it's Michael wonderful Bay. life. There's Mama Dollar and Papa Dollar. Ew. <laughs> they put them together like all kinds of babies. It's ten o'clock, uh, right? Let's go. All right. Fuck me. <laughs> okay. So it's my own fault because I slept today. So when so after he kills said uh, supervisor, the, the sheriff Hoyt comes in. He's like, I'm gonna arrest this big giant weirdo man. And um, Luda May's son. Oh wait, no, I, that's no. That's a little bit. Mm-mm. That's a little bit later. So uh, we cut to uh, the open road, and two brothers are about to go to their second tour of Vietnam. No, it says that that's in here in the plot. It says it's before we go. We moved to Eric and Dean. But I watched the movie. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Then Leather, and then I have Leatherface kills his boss. Okay. Okay. Well, we gotta talk about fucking Matt Bomber's goddamn ponytail. Uh, it's disgusting. It wasn't. A, there wasn't a. He didn't have a ponytail. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He gets out of the pool. That's why I was. What, were you just like taking my text, being like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" Yeah. He swims over to her, and he has a long ponytail. Ew, he does. He does. Yes. I did not notice that. Yes, because I was like, I'm grossed out. Hold on. Are we, are we watch it again to yeah. see this fucking ponytail? Yeah. Should I put the fucking music in? Are we pausing? Yes. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> it's not a ponytail. He's got like a do rag. It's like a. It's like a. He has he's like a, a headband around that. No, he's got a do rag on. It's a do rag, and he's got a pretty t- much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this long tail on. But the like back 60 of it. style, you know. So it's like a wrapped around his head, it's, but has the long tail on the back. It's not what we would have. They would have worn. Like no, he would not. Wore, but but, but it, whatever. But, but when I first wrote it, it was. Kim, she kept texting me about this fucking ponytail. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I just wrote a nice ponytail, and then <laughs> it confused me later. Guys, hey. I think it was a long night. I think I already had a bottle of wine. I, oh god, this movie. Oh my god. I had been up talking to fucking people, doing interviews, and drinking. Yeah, it, in all fairness, yes, I I don't blame you one bit, my darling. Well, let's just keep going. Keep on going. <laughs> so the uh, let's face so kills get, boss apropos yeah. of nothing and steals his chainsaw. Uh, Leatherface's quote unquote uncle. Okay, so after the the uh, Leatherface kills his boss, a few minutes later, the sheriff shows up to the farmhouse for Leatherface, i.e. Tommy, um, and his and Leatherface's uncle. They call he calls him uncle, 
instead of father, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they, because they took him in. Um, the uncle, go, who is Arlie Ermy, goes along with the sheriff, stops him when they see Leatherface, they get out, and he fucking murderates the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, the fuck? I see now. This is supposedly a directly prequel to the 2003 remake. Right. Where Arlie Ermy was the sheriff. He assumes now we see his how he, he mm-hmm. Right. He assumes the clothing and the car and everything. Now we know. And because it's such a rural, small town. Oh, because the sheriff had got done talking about the fact that he was the only sheriff in town. And he was like the only one left. And Arlie Ermy's like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> I'll just take that. Thanks. <laughs> I'd like to tell you my next note was, thank Christ, Matt Bomber cut that pony. Thank <laughs> God. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Uh, the kids stop at the general store where Maul works. I don't know what her fucking... Uh, Luda May. Luda May. Mm-hmm. Um, after they leave, they wreck their car, and biker bitch from the from the general store, they, they see a biker lady and her boyfriend and, that are just staring them down for no reason, and like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, I guess I'll come in later. But after they leave, they wreck their car, and the biker bitch has the nerve to still rob them. Mm-hmm. Because she's trying to rob them with, like, a fucking shotgun. Um, The sheriff, new sheriffs and new sheriff in town, uh, shows up and shoots the biker right off the bat with his shotgun. A shotgun, ladies and gents, will put a giant hole in you. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. He shoots her right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Our our lead girl, Chrissy... Uh. Yeah, Chrissy and Bailey. And Bailey. Our ladies are Chrissy and Bailey. Oh, we also Chrissy didn't say. Lead. So Eric. Right, right. They're driving across country because. Um, Matt Bonner is. Plays Eric. Yeah, and he's going to enlist. So. Um, and Dean has been drafted, right? Yes. Dean's been drafted, but he's going he's he to go really to. He really doesn't want to go. He's, they're going to go to Mexico. Yeah. Um, but they have he hasn't told his brother yet because. Right. His his brother Eric is like, we're he's be like they're together, right? Yeah, right. And he's kind of like a, more of the, you know, do your duty kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's older. I think Eric's yes. older. Yeah. Um. I mean, these two gentlemen are very easy on the hosts. Oh yeah. Oof. Um, Matt Bomber, those fucking eyes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So when uh, so Hoyt shows up, Sheriff Hoyt shows up. Um, Sheriff. As, uh, as the car crashes and uh, Chrissy's thrown into a field. Yeah. And, and she's the only one the sheriff didn't see. Because he starts fucking with the two guys. Because yeah. he finds the draft card. And he's like... The Which... draft card is starting to get burned. Right. And he's like, who... who, um, who Which one of you is Dean? And, and Matt Bomber says, I'm Dean. Right. Because he's the very protective older brother. Right. Because this sheriff is like... Fucking he's pissed. clearly fucking with them. Yeah, and he's like upset because, which I was like, didn't, isn't your, didn't your, your nephew get drafted? Was it, were we talking about Thomas getting a draft card? He got a draft, but he wasn't accepted. Right, right. Because. Do we know that though? We don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but see that, I wrote that was unclear. Yeah. Whether he was drafted or not. Um, but anyhow, because he's like trying to fuck with them. But he himself. Mm-hmm. Was, um, in... was in the Korean War, uh-huh. which comes up later. 
We'll explain. Uh, so Chrissy's kind of watching all this from afar. Hiding. And Eric is like, I just want to find my girlfriend and get in. And but then he does see her mm-hmm. secretly, and seeing all that's happening with the sheriff, he's like leaving leaving her out of it, mm-hmm. like not making her her presence known because yeah. to keep her safe, right? Because clearly they fucking up. Mm-hmm. Um. So the sheriff. So Bailey, who is Dean's girlfriend, is vis- has visible like obvious injuries from the car accident mm-hmm. and they're like we need to get to a hospital or whatever and and the sheriff is just like fuck you you know whatever get in get in the car and so he's driving them off Chrissy is left um the sheriff calls back to the house to have you know a tow truck or whatever clean up that clean that up or whatever uh the car and then eventually the tow truck shows up with Hey, it's that guy with, that had no legs in the in the sequel mm-hmm. in the um, 2003 remake. What the fuck? He's mm-hmm. got legs. He's walking around just fine. I noticed the camera <laughs> focused on his shins quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that Chrissy ended up hiding under the car, um, so that's all she could see were his feet. Right. Um, but eventually, she's uh, she's carted away, stowing away in the car. By the tow truck. Right. Uh, the sheriff takes the rest of the gang to the farmhouse. Let's um, see if you have anything. I'm going to get a drink. Uh, I'm trying to, again, decipher my notes. <laughs> I just wrote, there's nothing sexier than someone singing, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should also say that the reason the car actually crashes is because they hit a giant fucking cow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It explodes. This was the cow explosion. It explodes. <laughs> it is actually, I thought that was actually a really good effect, or it was a really it good was, actually. effect. It was, actually. It was pretty decent. Um, <clears throat> but no, um, so then... Um, good, they had the money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hoyt drives the group to the Hewitt house. So we're not calling them Sawyers. We're calling them Hewitts now. Yeah. Whatever. Somebody fucking make a decision. Anyhow. I mean, really. Um, and then uh, Leatherface starts butchering uh, the biker's body. Yeah. Uh, while Eric and Dean are hung by their arms mm-hmm. um, in, like, the outdoor part of the slaughterhouse, Bailey is, meanwhile, tied to the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff is, like, poking at Eric and Dean. Eric, this is the quote. This is where I texted Ray. <laughs> Matt Bomer is like, his character Eric is like freaking out. And he's like, I'm going to cut your head off. Like, oh, just get me near you. We're not get off of here. I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> Arlie Ermey, in his Arlie Ermey way, says, You just keep sweet talking me, dumpling. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh oh. <coughs> Excuse me. He's so fucking good. Um, I can watch. Oh, the sheriff then. No, go ahead. No, go for it. The sheriff then monologues about how he got a taste for human flesh mm-hmm. as a prisoner of war in the, the Korean, Korean War. Which I was like, mm, okay. none of it made sense. None of it connected yeah. to me about like, oh, and we kill we kill people and then eat them. What? Why? Right. right. That's such a random thing for anybody. Well, and I'm sure it was also a way of them to get rid of the bodies. Which, what, it's like, why did you need to start killing in the first place? But if he has... Right. They, Leatherface and, and has, because the, the, clearly Leatherface has a 
talent for slaughter and a need to kill. Especially since the slaughterhouse is closing. Especially now. Now right. that it's heightened. Right. Because it's closing. Can't eat uh, Now dumpsters. he has no other outlet. Right. <laughs> now he has no other outlet, so meh, we turn to people. But even before that, so oh, um, Arlie Ermey's character, way before I forgot about this, before that, Arlie Ermey's character fed the actual sheriff to his family. Yeah. And they had no qualms. They were fine. Okay. Hoyt burgers. Well, at first I thought, yeah. At first I thought, like, Luna, whatever. Oh, Luna May. Luna May was gonna. But she's like, you have to stay Grace. I was like, oh, okay. She's, she just wanted him to stay Grace. Yeah. Me. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. So then, okay. So now, new sheriff. <laughs> new sheriff in town. She's the sheriff, okay? <laughs> um, he is fucking with these boys, man. Super hard. In the only way Arlie Ermey can. So Well, and at so the same good. time, Chrissy has run to the highway, and she flags down. The first person that comes along is Holden, which uh, happens to be the biker's boyfriend. Yes. And they return. They go to the Hewitt house together. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he's, like, torturing Dean after finding out. He's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he finds, he realizes the, the real house. Dean. He's not particularly helpful. <laughs> no, and, and, but Hoyt's now actually he's figured out that it's that Dean is really Dean, and he's starting to yeah. to torture him. Yeah. Um, about not going to Vietnam. Yeah. Um, when so Hoyt leaves and Eric breaks free from his restraints and uh, gets Dean out of the house. Yeah. Um, um, but is later knocked out. Dean is caught in a bear trap, and Bailey mm-hmm. gets hooked by Leatherface. Yeah, because it, Dean went back to get Bailey out of the house. Yeah, yeah. And um, Bailey though does, yeah. She just she she tries to leave with um, with the truck with Monty's truck. Yeah. And um, Monty, that's the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the tow truck guy. Tow truck guy. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas um, Leatherface. Stabs her with the meat hook and drags her back to the house. Who and Monty, I guess, is uh, the sheriff's uncle. Not the, the real sheriff. Not the real sheriff. The oh, Arlie. Uh, Arlie his name's Charlie. 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 Mm-hmm. His uncle. Oh, okay. So it's made Luda May's brother. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um. They're all fucking. <clears throat> I mean. They're all fucking. Yeah. Gross. Nice. <clears throat> uh, Chrissy tries to get Eric and Bailey out of the house. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's how Happy lost his legs. I called him Happy instead of <laughs> Well, he did have a, a spring in his step until, you he know, sure he lost did. his legs. <laughs> because who... Someone shot his leg. Not shot, but uh... I don't remember. No, someone shot his leg. And I don't remember who or how. But one of his legs. And it was an accident. And, and you know, so Monty's like freaking out. He's in a lot of pain. And then, so then this, uh, Charlie takes. I think it might have been Hoyt. Might have been. Yeah. Um, They take him up. They take Monty upstairs and they're like trying to calm him down. And this is where Hoyt uh, calls Tom, calls Leatherface upstairs. Grab your chainsaw. <laughs> We know it's coming. And so he cuts off the one leg, and then he's like, ah, do the other one. And he cuts <laughs> off the other leg. It. And, the, and Monty's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm him out. <laughs> you, don't wanna, 
I don't want to be like, you know, you don't want to look weird, right? <laughs> you wanted to have two wooden oh legs, didn't God. you? It was you were, so funny. Okay, Moni, you've always been telling me, <laughs> I need two wooden legs. Exactly. Oh my God, it's so funny. Um. Well, this is when Hoy- uh, Holden and then Chrissy, they part ways to look for their friends. Yeah. So. Uh, Chrissy sneaks into the basement to free Eric. Uh, meanwhile, Leatherface offs the biker that has now got into the house looking for his girlfriend that is no longer with us. And Holden takes Hoyt hostage. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, L, um, L, <laughs> Leatherface, LF, um, has That's strapped... That's too, yeah. yeah. LF has strapped Eric to a wooden table and slices off the nerves in both. It's so gross. Oh. He slices off, like... Bits of his arms. It's yeah, just, like the the, ooh, the fun parts of his arms. Yeah. Ooh, uh. Uh. And he can't, like, once Chrissy gets to him, he's like, you know, I don't even feel my arms. Do I still have arms? I don't feel them. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, this is like, uh, so oh, gross. this beautiful man. It's just gorgeous. God. Okay. Um, it's, is it worse because he's so beautiful? Maybe. Okay. Yes, it is. It is? It is, usually. Um, well, I don't know, because Eric Balfour, right, in the in this sequel, mm-hmm. um, is, I mean, he's not as conventionally handsome as Matt Bomer, but we still feel really horrible because he's a good guy. Yeah. But, and, and Eric is and such he's, a good he's guy. he's pretty handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the same way. But not in the same way. I get it. So, Ma- I don't know. Matt Bomber is it. in a league of his own. Yeah. Hmm. Bet my league. I don't know what. Um, uh, I don't know what the fuck that was. They catch with uh, him. I, it may be too late for Eric. Yep. 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 <laughs> he done got sawed. Gross. And now Leatherface has a new look. He got the look. <laughs> he says, "Shut up, You got the look. Oh. I mean, if you're going to take anybody's face. Who would be that guy? Who's a question for you? If there was a guy, no. there was a girl. No. Was... <laughs> no. 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 You want to no, answer no, the question? No, no, there's a There's a celebrity you can take. <laughs> like, have the face of? Like, I guess. actual surgical, yeah. surgical yeah. procedure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not you're gonna go kill them. No, like, no, not this way. No, but I mean, if we're talking like, like just removing faces and putting them on. What celebrity would you, face would you take? Uh, you don't need a different face because you're beautiful. Whatever. Um, I would do like Salma Hayek or someone like that. Mm. But I also want their hair, so I'd need mm. face, I'd need hair plugs too. Mm-hmm. Want someone like that? It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Or it. maybe Liv Tyler. Mm. Yeah. I don't what want about those, you? I don't want those eyes to go along with yeah. it. Um, yeah. Um. I need my balls. What? I don't know. That's a tough one. I would say either that beautiful woman from um, Lucifer. Um, the one who who's from South Africa, or I'm trying to think. There's so many women that I want to throw a leg over. So, um, yeah, man. I know it's a tough one. That's a it's really tough. tough one. I like the women that are simply beautiful, like stunning. They don't have to do 
anything to their fucking face. Yeah. I and mean, they're just stuck. I would love to have someone, like, have a face like um, Kate Winslet, where she can pretty much do anything oh she wants. Oh, my gosh. She, oh, I fucking love Kate Winslet. She's yeah. an amazing actress. So, so, so good. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. Moving in. <laughs> He's got the look. He's got the look. <laughs> now, uh, Leatherface has Matt Bomber's face. Sweet. Uh, damn, just as Chrissy is trying to get out the door, she hears Bailey scream. Oh, it's so painful, too. Mm-hmm. Chrissy finds a way to escape and get out the door. And she's at the door. And then she and she's looking at And they actually have this pan out moment mm-hmm. of, like, freedom. Potential freedom, but she hears Bailey screams and she cannot leave. Yeah, like she she it's, won't let her. She can't it's very let herself leave. Akin to that one part in four. Is it which one's the one with Ken Foray? Is it three or four? Four. Four. Yeah. Where what's her face is running away from the boyfriend who's got his leg caught in a chair. Yeah, yeah. He's telling her to go, go, and yeah. she like starts to oh, leave, and, and she, then she looks but back. She just can't. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the same. Yeah. It was so pain. It was very painful. So good acting. Uh, there's also a fucking sweet jump scare um, where the sheriff is looking at his reflection in the window. Mm-hmm. But you think at first he's looking right yes. at Chrissy through yes. the window. Yeah. And she's like, ah! oh, it was such a nice jump scare. And I, but you really but really he's looking at his reflection in the window. Oh, my God. So good. We're we, almost there. We got a dinner scene. Yeah. Yes, we haven't got to dinner yet, people. So well, we still got three people alive. So Chrissy, Dean, and Bailey are invited for supper. <laughs> because I, because Chrissy is nearly invitation. dead. Dean, Dean is in a bear trap. Um, Unconscious, yeah. Bailey's nearly dead, not Chrissy. They're all invited to well, dinner. Up until about right now. Back. Yeah, then Bailey gets... Oh yeah, she gets her throat slit. Now they, from what I read in the um, trivia, it was they had to do that scene different nine different ways to see which one they liked the best. Whatever movie, (laughs) whatever Michael, (laughs) they talking to you. You There was a director on this. I I know. He's probably like, who the fuck is this bitch? Well, give a fuck who I am. Um, that's fine. Um. So then uh, he tries to take, Le- Leatherface tries to take Christy to the basement, but she stabs him in the back with a screwdriver. Oh, so good. And so then, good. And then we got another instance of a woman jumping out of a fucking window in this fucking I know. series, this franchise. I know. I was like, R- there, you really? Win- windows and women in this movie. So like, it's a catnip. Oh, I could run through the door. Oh, but there's a window. Let or me I s- could not. Yeah. Or I could just throw myself out this fucking glass. No. Ah, uh, all right. So Dean then Dean fights back too. Yep. Um, and he beats the but shit he, out of Hoyt, but he leaves to yeah, find Chrissy. He, does. he gets his <sighs> revenge, but he gets it eventually. Yep. Chrissy's now at the slaughterhouse. She's run out, and um, here comes Leatherface, and uh, she grabs a knife and she cuts Leatherface's face, but he overpowers her. Yeah. So sad. And then Dean gets killed with a chainsaw. His leather face is like, wow. He's part cat, part chainsaw. I'm sure this is a pleasure to listen to. Yeah, I know. Can you tell how fucking tired we are? Like, honestly, this is all my fault. Honestly, I'm no, the one who suggested it's this. Not, no, 
It's not your fault. I did too. Well, I mean, we only got three more to do, but it's still like, it is fucking, this is not like Halloween. Like Halloween, there were ones that were fun. There's there not, were. Uh, I don't think there's, just, yeah, the four was kind most of, of these fun. these were just fucking like, I was okay with this. I was okay. This one wasn't as bad. No, no, no. It wasn't. I mean, part of it was I had a bottle of wine, but, so whatever. Yes, but yeah. Right, partly. Yeah. Um, so no, we, she Chrissy escapes in the boss's car. She yeah. sees the boss's Chrysler outside, and she's like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> and again, keys in the car. What? Yeah, right. I mean, I, uh, thank you. Or no, 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 no. They were in the office. She sees his body in his office and sees. His keys lying right next to the body. They're out of his pocket. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, 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 fuck yeah. yes. And she grabs him. Although it was like, car. she guys his car. How would she know which ones those keys there went to? was the only car. He oh. was the only one left. Still. Still. Um, so she gets in the car. She's a state trooper. She does? She gets, uh, who's, who's Oh, pulling ahead. Over? And she's, she thinks, she thinks uh, all is well and like all will be well. And she finally has a state. But who's who's hanging out in the back seat? Thomas, the tank uh, engine, is hanging out in the back seat. There is no final girl in this, ladies and gents. Nope, not this time. So not only does she lose control and crash into the trooper, the trooper and pedestrian, she's dead. She's gone. So, so then the ending, uh, which that has to be John Larroquette. It is uncredited. Aha! Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we hear John Larroquette sing. From 1969 to 1973, the Hewitt family murdered 33 people across the state of Texas. To this day, their killing spree is universally considered one of the most notorious and perversely sadistic crimes in the annals of American history. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Credits. Do you think that when John, John Larry How can't... high is he getting? <laughs> Like, do you think he's still asking for bags of weed? Hell yeah. Why not? Fucking John Larroquette. Have you ever seen The Tenth Kingdom? No. It's it's a dumb, like, mini-series that was on NBC, like, many, many years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember it's, it. It's but... cute. It's dumb, but cute. Yeah, Anyhow. Anyways, All right. <clears throat> Love John Larroquette. Um, so that was this fucking movie. Let's rate this piece of shit. We did it! God, we only have two more. I know, right? Three more. Three more. We have three more. Okay. So, let's rate this bitch. Blood and gore. Oh, this is pretty bloody. It was three. pretty bloody. Same. I did yeah. three because it was pretty bloody. Yep. Yep. Because we had a lot more money to play with. <laughs> more play. corn. A lot more corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spooky scary. Um, two. Me too. Look at us. So far, same. Sex and nudity. I mean, there's a part at the beginning when they're kind of getting they're it They're kind of, yeah. But it's not, I mean, one. I, get, I did two. I gave yeah. it one little chili pepper. Which is um, unusual for a fucking Michael Bay production. Yeah. Although in in the in the the other one, the one that this was the prequel to, there wasn't anything in that one either. So. No, no. Yeah. I think that that's been like a a goat. Like they know that <clears throat> with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's it's such it devi- deviates so much from the rote um, t- teenage slasher killer, where yeah. it's like you know it's the sex and the drugs and blah, blah, blah. like these people just. Are in the wrong place, the wrong, the wrong fucking time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It doesn't follow those rules. Mm-hmm. No. It's, yeah, and as a matter of fact, 
you know, Bailey in the beginning, she's trying to have sex with Dean, but he's just like, I'm not, I, he's fucking stressed out. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. She's like, well, normally, you know, guys are pretty into this sort of thing. And he's like, Normally uh, guys aren't being drafted. Uh, right. He's like, I kind of, you know, I'm dealing with a draft and not wanting to go and my life being on the line. Kind of don't want to do it. Yeah. Kind of stressed. Calm your tits. Right. <laughs> Calm your tits down, woman. All Fun right. and entertainment. Well, seeing as I passed out, I'm going to say <laughs> one. I'll say two. I didn't hate it. It was, it was honestly, right. <clears throat> it was fine. It was, it, uh, of the ones we've watched recently, yeah. it was better than some of them. Yeah. I mean, I would say this is better than 4-3. Uh, no, agreed. 4-3 yeah. and New Batch. So, okay. New Snatch. I'll <laughs> <laughs> move on to civilization. Uh, um, how about recommendations, Miss Ray? What do you recommend? Okay, um, so I watched a movie on Friday that made me so fucking happy. You! It what? made me, like, it It was almost my bright spot. It was my bright spot on, on CLBC. Nice. <clears throat> um, I was listening to another podcast that I enjoy called The Flophouse, mm-hmm. and one of the hosts on there was made a flippant comment. They were talking about the Oscars. He made yeah. a flippant comment about how he, he liked Encanto, which I did too. I, I thought it was fine. It was, it was cute. He's like, I'd rather it had gone to, like, the... The Oscar, he's like, I, I'm sorry, I was spending all my time watching the Mitchells versus the Machines. I was like, what the fuck is that? Didn't know this was... So, I was like, I'm gonna look this up. Is this a movie? It's a movie. It's an animated movie. Oh. It was one of the best things I've seen in a while. Really? It is so fucking funny. So, <clears throat> it's in a weird, different styles of animation at some points yeah. it looks like claymation but it's animation and then sometimes they actually use real live video on it oh. and the style it's so cute so the whole thing is the whole the premise of it is this very weird family like they say that they're weird okay. and they are like katie is like going off to college she wants to be a um a, a director a movie or like a movie director mm-hmm. and you and you get the idea that Katie's weird, and she has a really strange relationship with her dad. Okay. And but they're like a weird family all together. Okay. And so the whole thing is, they're <laughs> to like make so the dad is played by um, Danny McBride, the mom is played oh, by my Rudolph. Oh. Katie's voiced by the chick from uh, one of the chicks from Broad City. Okay. And the kid who plays her brother is actually the guy who directed and wrote it. And he also does, like, voices for, like, Gravity Falls and all kinds of oh, other wow. shows. So he's, like, a pretty well-known, like, voice actor. Nice. Um, Fred Armisen's in it. Um, <clears throat> uh, 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 Andre, um, Eric Andre's in it. Plays like, And then Olivia Coleman plays the villain. Nice. So what happens is they're driving her, they're driving Katie across country to college. And you uh-huh. get the kind of idea that Katie might be gay. Oh, she okay. is when you find out at the very end that she's gay and I was like yes because she's got like a little like rainbow button on the whole oh, time okay okay so they're driving her across country at the same time there's a fucking robot apo- robot apocalypse <laughs> oh, so all the only people left to like be able to fight the robots no! are the Mitchells ah! so funny oh there's a point where they're at the fucking like mall of america-esque sort of thing yeah. and all of the appliances that have like chips in them yeah have come alive oh, and at one point there's like a, a, <laughs> a washer and washer dryer just comes and goes like uh permanent press like fluff cycle carnage 
And then all these Furbies come out of nowhere. And there's a, and, no. the, and, and the no. mom actually had the, the biggest Furby in the world. And it was like, I have awakened from the dark depths. <laughs> and it's all in just in Furby. So it's like subtitled. Oh it's God. so fucking smart and so funny. At one point, the kid is like, the brother... The, you know, Danny McBride's like, hey, are you, how are you doing? How are you doing, Aaron? He's like, um, I'm handling these, like, this insurrection of, like, of uh, vacuums. It's all these fucking Roombas, and they're up on the <laughs> second floor, and they try to get on the escalator, and they're just banging down the escalator, <laughs> and they're going, ouch, ouch, this was a bad idea, this was a bad idea. It's so fucking funny. Oh, damn, I gotta watch this. It's on Netflix. It's so good. It's amazing. I mean, watch it for the fucking uh, animation. The animation itself is gorgeous. It's it's also by the same company did um, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's the same sort of... Because, you know, that style was all over the place, too. I mean, it was so wild and awesome. Um, (laughs) But I would totally recommend it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I actually want to watch it again. Like, that's how much... And, like, there's, like, you know, she does make... Pl- there's the whole thing with her dad, and I did start to tear up a little bit. I mean, Aww. it's very emotional, but the the jokes are great. The jokes are so funny. <laughs> and that I don't, sounds amazing. I don't think it won Best Picture, but it, or Best Animated p- p- Picture, but it should have, because it was so good. Anyhow, that's my recommendation. I love it. Yeah. I'll definitely Oh, my God. I want to watch it. I might watch it tonight before, as I'm going to bed. Mm. Something else you should watch before going to bed. Uh, on a, <laughs> so lamps. On a, on a different uh, spectrum. I watched this docuseries. It's a three-part docuseries on Netflix called The Ple- the Principles of Pleasure. Oh, you did watch that. I did. Someone was trying to get <laughs> trying to get Veronica and I to watch that. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch this. And we're like, so sexy. It is actually. I mean, but it's also educational and like mm-hmm. it's really, really interesting. I really liked it. Um, they interview several, you know, a ton of people and a lot of doctors about, you know, sexual health and yeah. how like sexual health is really only only a concept as recent as as the nineteen seventies. Oh yeah. For women. Well, because, I mean, you know, we really started getting now and we started getting, like, right. equality. And even that, even now, it's still, you know, barbaric in its form. Well, how long, how much was, like, you didn't talk about, you didn't talk about birth control. You didn't right. talk about Bruno and you didn't talk about birth control. Right. Right. Didn't talk about Bruno. Fuck. <laughs> still haven't seen this. I haven't seen this movie. I haven't seen Encanto. It's cute. It was cute. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised by Stephanie Beatrice. I thought she did a fantastic yeah. fucking job. Anyhow, go on. Sorry. Um, so part of the, one of the people that they interview is actually um, a doctor that, uh, Dr. Nagoski, mm-hmm. N-A-G-O-S-K-I, mm-hmm. um, who has a podcast. And oh. um, I kind of want to start listening to it because she has some very interesting things to say. Um, and she answers questions about sexual health and things like that. Mm. Um, and uh, I quoted her. I had to do several screenshots uh, because Netflix. Um, <laughs> so the one of the things she says is, and confidence is knowing what is true about your body, your sexuality, about the way your brain works, about the culture that you live in. And, the, and joy is loving what is true, even if it's not what you were taught should be true. Mm. Even if it's not what you wish were true about your body and your mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. and your sexuality and the culture that you live in, joy is the hard part. 
-hmm. broadly speaking, men's sexuality is more responsive to genital sensations and women's sexuality is more responsive to context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It was very enlightening. And like, you know, a lot of the stuff I already kind of knew about because Mm -hmm. I'm pretty well read and and consider myself to be um, pretty educated in sexual health mm-hmm. um, because there's such a movement to be more to be more knowledgeable about yourself your own body mm-hmm. you know um, and knowing that your body and mind are connected because um, if you're not feeling it it's not gonna uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this really hones in on it and it's very you know woman power but it's also it's also empowering for men too to um but it's mostly but it's but it talks about you know um connecting your mind with your body for there's a lot of people that they interview that are trans they mm-hmm. interview people that are gay straight all old young like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um but it's a really really interesting series you should check it out you know when you said that it works to remind me i hate to go back to bridgerton how much i hate it but <laughs> <laughs> That was so entertaining, by the way. If any of you are Bridgerton fans and watched season two and were somewhat confused by it, you should check out Chicklet Book Club podcast, their episode of uh, Page to Screen about Bridgerton season two. It was hysterical. Hashtag fuck the Featheringtons. (laughs) Um, But in the book, especially, is um, Kate's... Kate is the heroine. Yeah. And her mom, specific, her stepmother says to her, it doesn't matter, mother, whatever. Yeah. She says, like, pretty much tells her, this is what you experience, you know, this is what you should anticipate going and have, like, sexual congress with your husband. Right, right. They can get off doing, men will have pretty much sex with anybody and can achieve orgasm with pretty much anything. Doesn't Nothing. matter. You, Like, pretty much what she's saying is, like, way back and think of England. That's pretty much where she's going. So when she does have sex for the first time, she's so confused. Because in the book, this is in the book, because in the the, the book, she's thinking, for one, that he wants to be with her sister. Yeah. Yeah. So she already has so many emotions that are happening. And, like, she just loses. Like, she loses it in, in the book. And... And, and she even says to him, I know that men can pretty much, like, you don't need me to even right. be the person I am. Yeah. And he's like, food. hold up. I'm going to stop you right there. Yes. You're Thank God, too. fucking gorgeous. And you're the most beautiful. And if other people in Ling- uh, uh, London don't see it, then they're fucking stupid. And, but she amen. needed, she needed that connection. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I can feel this and I'm going to get enjoyment out of it. It right. wasn't. It was like, no, I feel I am like not in my, the right head. Like you said, not in the right headspace. Right. Not in the and right headspace. And not all guys are that way. Yeah. In, in the same token, for example, he never listens to this. I don't give a fuck. My boyfriend, um, he's not, I mean... Any guy can just get off. Yeah. You know, but they, but he, and I've been very lucky with past lovers that they all ex- have been this way where they're not really having the full experience or getting much pleasure out of it if I'm not. Right. Because that's part of the connection. You're, you're connecting. Well, we've always also joked on CLBC, if the guys ain't going down first, then we're not liking it. Yeah. You gotta you 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 yeah. gotta let yeah. her be ready for what's happening. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> you want a willing partner. You don't want just a fucking, like, yeah. you don't want a hole. Most intelligent and decent men, anyway. Right. right. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing next, dear listener, is... Well... We're doing... We're finally doing it. We're, we're ending doing, it. We're getting close. Well, we almost, got, we're almost, almost there. there. So we get next is 2013's um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Oh, I'm pulling it up. Um, yeah, on. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Yeah. And then and we have Leatherface. Another prequel to what? I don't know. but a Prequel mm. to a prequel to a prequel. Yeah, I so, guess. So, um, yeah, Leatherface, I guess, would be, you know, like, be... Um, on par with one we just watched. Okay. And then we have the new one. Yep. And then we're going to have a little discussion about men, women, and chainsaws. So. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Now, the places to find us. You can go to our website, which is boozeboobsandbloodpodcast.com. We have a website, guys. Yeah, and it's up to date. It's so fucking cool. It's fucking up to date, bitches. And that's where our merch is, too. If you're looking for something. Oh, large. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I should have done that as my pickle tickle. Yeah. We have magnets. We have stickers. We got shirts. We have shirts. And they're all connected on the website. So you can go there and you can. Woo! Uh, they'll take you to our Threadless account. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, which is just Ween and Ray. Um, that's our, the Booze, Booze and Blood, Blood um, Facebook. <laughs> our TikTok, or sorry, our um, Twitter is at Booze, Boobs, Blood. Our TikTok is Booze, Boobs, Blood Podcast. And... I didn't say Instagram. Our Instagram is booze, boobs, and blood podcast. Um, I, I would, thought it was three. No, you're right. You're right. You're I would right, like right, to say right. we're going to be guesting on a podcast. Oh, yes. Um, this Friday. So I'm not sure when he will release it, but we'll be on the Tattooed Squid podcast. Yes, that's TA number two Squid podcast. And so we're very excited. We're very excited. To very excited to be doing that so um this will come out before then so um hopefully you'll take a ch- you know take a listen to that um other than that yeah this is this is us this is us <laughs> this, is, this is me <laughs> oh do this stupid song anyhow from, <laughs> or this stupid show that's on nbc anyhow i don't mm. like melodrama fucking angst i can't yeah i can't Get do it anymore the fuck out i can't do it anymore no because you know what life fucking sucks yeah oh i did i i did discover that i don't like angst through all of my romance novels i only like that second break second act breakup there i love go. that fucking thing thank <laughs> break my heart cockles in two bitches yes <laughs> all right so thank you for thank, listening yes thank you very much for your support for your listening please feel free to give us any positive or any any feedback any critique not criticism but critique (laughs) well no i'm serious like i mean like it's like we've said before if you don't like the tone of my voice you can fuck yourself i can't do anything about i cannot do that's not within my power nope but if it's like, hey, maybe don't talk about this for so long, mm-hmm. or maybe structural. add this. Yeah. yeah, something structural. We are totally down with that. Yeah, yeah. Please provide us feedback. Constructive. Constructive. Yeah, not exactly. destructive. Like, you just saying, I think Ray sounds like a drunk asshole. I'm oh like, my God. 
Well, one, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong, however. No, no, because I am a drunken asshole. Like. No worries. Well, uh, for this episode of the Booze, Boobs, and Blood Ooh. podcast, peace out, bitches. I like that. <laughs>